0: Hello everyone, I'm Mark Suxford and I want to welcome you all to my new podcast called People Behind Brands, brought to you by Making Websites Better. Throughout the series, I'll be opening up my little black book of contacts where I'll be joined by an inspirational guest from the world of business, getting to the bottom of what made them so successful. In each episode, I'll be touching upon the highs and the lows that every professional has faced along the way. To never miss an episode, subscribe to our exclusive content now and follow us on our social media platforms. People Behind Brands, life lessons from the world of business. Bonded by blood, together in business. Natalie Reynolds and Lexi Panay have co-founded Style Cheat, a women's wear fashion empire that is growing rapidly. The ladies talk to us openly about their life lessons from the world of business, including Natalie's stint on series nine of The Apprentice, with none other than Lord Sugar. If you're a lady who's into fashion or wanting to find out more about the dynamics of a family-run business, working with celebrities and actively listening to their clients, this is the one for you. Let's find out why these sisters are doing it for themselves. Ladies, welcome to the show. How are you both doing today? Yeah, yeah good, we're really good, thank you. thank
1: you. Nice to have you
2: here.
0: Good, excellent. So uh, where can we find you today? It looks like you're both uh, in an office somewhere.
2: Yeah we're just in our office yeah just North London.
0: Yeah excellent so um, as our previous doubleheader with Ryan and Steve a few weeks ago today's show is a little different with two guests in a hot seat so a lot of our guests have been men recently so it's good to add more hashtag women in business to our hall of fame. I'm delighted to be joined by Natalie and Lexi as we discuss their journey through life business and their women's wear fashion label style cheat but more than that They are sisters fulfilling a lifelong dream, fronting their own growing fashion empire. So first question, ladies, let's get straight to the heart of it. First and foremost, you are sisters. So how would you describe one another and what your sister means to you? So let's start with you, Natalie.
1: Okay. so, I mean, my sister means absolutely everything to me. I know it's cheesy as that may sound couldn't imagine my life without her um I think Lexi's really hardworking, loyal um very motivated and driven um yeah she's my best friend and yeah couldn't couldn't um imagine doing this without her
0: what about you Lexi what's your thoughts on Natalie
2: um so I would say she's really passionate about whatever she does um and I think that's really inspiring
0: yeah she
2: definitely always wants to be the best um and definitely a true leader um will never give up um, anything she does, yeah, she always wants to be the best. Won't ever give up on anything. She, I would say, is probably definitely the risk taker out of us both, um, which is a good thing. Um, she can be quite spare of the moment sometimes, whereas probably I'm a little bit more maybe methodical. Would you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think it's good because I feel like in, in business, especially, you need a balance of kind of both of those things.
0: Yeah, so we talk about that balance there of like, you know, life and work. So obviously you work together pretty much day in, day out. So how do you kind of uh, sort of see that from, you know, a business relationship and obviously the family relationship?
1: I think it's actually quite hard for us to kind of have a regular kind of normal relationship because we do we never really seem to switch off from Well, I personally it's Natalie. I personally don't manage to switch off from work um so our relationship is kind of runs parallel doesn't it we kind of socialize outside of work but then we're always kind of discussing work talking about work it's just kind of yeah just all as, as one.
0: Yeah so family is always a big part of many people's drive to succeed so talk to us about some of the relationships you both have with your family and how they have supported you on your individual journeys.
1: Um, I think we both agree that our dad is the driving force like behind our motivation and our reason you know to succeed. He left school at 14 and had three jobs and actually he's probably the most inspirational business person I know um, and I've met quite a few of those Um, and Our mum is obviously has been a huge help to me just with the kids and, you know, having to kind of balance that family life and work life, especially in, you know, the first kind of couple of years of the business. It's just been so full on that I've needed all that whole support network, you know, with my family.
2: And so our mum and dad have just been a massive help. Um, Yeah. 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 I think I'd completely agree with that. And I think, like Nat said, you know, we both really look up to our dad as inspiration. And I think he's kind of installed that work ethic into us that we both have, just kind of seeing that in him. Um, and I think as well, the rest of the family, you know, I think sometimes it's hard to find. It's, it's quite rare to find a family that kind of all work together. I mean, I say that like our mum comes in and helps, our dad's here, our brother's here, our sis- my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. So it is really like... A big family affair mm. um which I think is actually really nice um and I think it's kind of like we all we'll help each other don't we yeah. um yeah. so it's, it's really nice to have that and nice to bounce ideas off of each other as well
0: yeah definitely I think family businesses are can be really successful and you know you're all singing off the ha- same hymn sheet if you like yeah. as well so it's pretty good but uh you know style sheet was founded in 2019 where you are both you know co-founders and directors of the company so how do your roles and at the company differ or what do you what do they involve on a daily basis?
1: Um, I think they started off when we launched they started off quite dr- differently Um, Lexi was in charge of all the product that we would be selling and I was more on like the marketing and operation side um, and it yeah it was quite different they were quite kind of focused but I think slowly as we've grown our roles have kind of become similar um, we're both kind of focused on driving the business forward so we, at the moment we do have a very kind of like a a high level kind of view of everything of what's going on and our roles
2: yeah don't differ too much do they no yeah but, like yeah like you said I guess I'm probably more product focused so like with um our sister-in-law who works here, Steph she kind of manages the buying side of all the product um and I'll kind of set, I'll sit in those meetings look over the ranges check that we've kind of got all areas covered um whereas I guess you maybe handle more of like the advertising don't you like yeah. the SEO the Google Facebook yeah but, so I've
1: got a closer eye on that but yeah but we do kind of sign everything off together we kind of yeah. work much more as kind of one both yeah, of us now yeah of driving driving the business forward and I,
2: yeah I think that's really good as well and I think there's definitely areas of a business where you kind of need to all get involved like finance for example is something yeah we definitely do together with our brother mainly as well he's yeah, got a good eye on that, hasn't he? Yeah, so he has.
0: He's very uh, yeah. No. Okay. In terms of sort of company USP, then, so why why would you say that women should come to you know style cheap rather than uh, uh, high street stores or online brands? You know, talk to us about the, the successful fashion uh, successful fashion brand and the type of clothing that you kind of sell.
2: Yeah. So I think um, I think online retailers sometimes can kind of have a little bit of a bad reputation for especially for quality. Um, and I think the really good thing that we hear from our customers is just how they're always so pleasantly surprised with the quality. yeah, um which I think is so good for us because when we set up stylecheap, we really wanted to make sure that kind of quality was at the focus of what we were doing. Um, and just to kind of give you a little bit of a background of the business our family business was in producing clothes for the high street. So we kind of own our own factories in Morocco and Romania. Um, so we used to produce for the likes, or still do some, still do, uh, produce for the likes, for kind of like Karen Millen, um, Jigsaw. So as a, as a family business, we've always been really hot on quality. So I think that really comes through with Style Cheat. Um, and I just think with that, with quality, it kind of comes, we always say cost per wear, don't we? Like yeah. We don't just want the customer to wear our clothes once. And I think that is what hopefully comes across in the styles that we do like we've got our best-selling Daphne um shirt dress that we kind of show the customer as well on like social media how she can wear it you know she could wear it over a swimming costume or she could wear it as like um a shirt dress or a duster over a pair of jeans and like a t-shirt and I think you can always like dress our dresses up or down yeah
1: and that's something we feel quite passionately yeah. about like with the whole sustainability element you know Definitely. there's such a bad reputation for like throwaway fashion and you know where it once gets snapped on social media but actually now it's a lot cooler to kind of re-wear your clothes yeah. and you know think different and more interesting ways to wear them so that's something you know again at kind of like the forefront of our mind when we're looking at kind of our product
0: Mm, okay, so you reach, recently launched your first celebrity range with Chloe Lewis, formerly of The Only Ways Essex, so which has you know recently elevated the Style Cheap brand even further. So, would you say this is something the brand will look to do more in the future?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we'll we will definitely be doing a lot more celeb edits but one thing is we're really picky with who we want um and there's loads and loads of influencers but they've got to be right for the brand and that's something we feel really strongly about and Chloe was perfect you know she fits our customer to a does doesn't she
2: yeah I think it's yeah it's definitely key that I think like Nat said we have a person that really connects with our customer and I think that genuinely has a love for style cheap I think that's really important to us um and I, we did, didn't we? we? asked our customers who who did they want to see us work with, you know, who did they want to see us collab with, and I think for us to listen yeah. to our customers is really key. Um, but yeah, Chloe Chloe was a great fit, and yeah, definitely definitely yeah. more for the future.
0: Natalie, our listeners may recognise you from Series Nine of The Apprentice, so talk to us about that particular experience and how that changed your life.
1: Um, Yeah, I wouldn't say it changed my life as much. I think it changed my perspective on things. Um, It put me back in my cage a few times. (laughs) Um, When I say that, I mean, I think everyone goes in there thinking that they're this hard-nosed business person. And no one is really prepared for so many other strong people kind of fighting against each other. Um, And because of that, it's rare that people actually work together on a task. Um, And I found that really hard. Um, Everyone wants to kind of shine and be that person who wins it for the team and, you know, gets that glory. But that's not real. And that's not teamwork. And that's not how the real world works. And I think everything on there is a bit distorted. And obviously, you know, it's a TV show. They need to make things, you know, look a certain way. But you kind of go in there. And I think as a viewer, you go in there expecting something and thinking I can do this, but the reality is the way that it's kind of set up, it just makes it very difficult.
0: I suppose you're kind of under some sort of agreement not to really kind of talk too much about it while it's being recorded, I suppose.
1: Yeah, you're in an NDA and actually it's it's a it's recorded, I'd say, a year well, it was like eight months to a year before it's aired. Right. So a long time to kind of not be able to talk about anything and not be able to let people know. I mean, I couldn't even let people know that I was obviously on the show yeah. and I was in a working environment. I was at a big recruitment company at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was obviously allowed to tell my boss. Um, but then we had to make up a story that I was getting called for jury service because really, that, and, and the cast, um, the, you know, the whole team kind of give you ideas of, you know, what you can tell people. Yeah. you know because otherwise you're just going to disappear off the face of the earth but <laughs> you
0: know a month or three if you're lucky <laughs> yeah so in terms of working with Lord Sugar we I mean we've we've already spoken to Andrew Block which is obviously his uh essentially his right-hand man in terms of PR stuff so yeah. you know what's what's it like to you know essentially work for Lord Sugar you know being in the same sort of room as him and obviously being on the show
1: yeah I think it was very it's not as I imagined it to be because I thought you'd kind of get when the cameras switch off it would be a bit of downtime and he'd just be you know normal self kind of maybe laughing and joking a bit with us but it wasn't it was very very professional it was you know he only spoke to you in the boardroom and actually it was very real in the I think the boardroom was the only real thing really about the show um he's a very intelligent guy very very clever but you ne- I still never really saw a different side to him than anyone else sees you know I guess when they're watching the show
0: mm, yeah so there's, there's obviously lots of uh, popular people from series nine so do you sort of still speak to you know sort of uh, the people that was on the show
1: yeah, um, I'm really good friends with Leah and Louisa. Leah won the show. Yep. Um, she's got her clinics, which do really well. Um, and Louisa, um, yeah, she actually only lives about 10, 15 minutes from our work. So, yeah, we often meet up. We actually did. We included her in, we did a launch with her, didn't we, just yeah. before lockdown. Um, Valentine's yeah, which was, Day,
2: I did, which was really good. Yeah,
1: so it was really nice to kind of be working with her. But, yeah, we socialise. But they're the only two, actually, that I speak to.
0: Yeah, so despite the pandemic being incredibly hard on the majority of companies in the UK, you had the idea to launch your own range of face masks using clothing fabric, which proved very successful. So talk to us about that and obviously some of the challenges you experienced in multiple lockdowns.
1: Yeah, I think um, the challenges we faced um, were obviously staff. I think like everyone, you know, everyone, we had to look after our staff. So a lot of people were working from home um, where they could. So we decided as a family that we would be in picking, packing, fulfilling the orders. Um, And I think one of the other kind of, challenges that we faced we had gone from managing working out how we were going to ship say 50 orders a day to then working out how we were going to ship over five thousand in a day and um, especially after we were featured on like the itv six o'clock news which was amazing but you know we didn't have the infrastructure set up so we were learning like on the job um and it was just a massive learning curve but obviously so grateful for the opportunity that it's given us and we were able to like rescue our business um
2: yeah Yeah, I I think I think at the time of the pandemic as well we all kind of like everyone they felt a little bit hopeless didn't they and I think we kind of thought you know what can we do to help and we had been left with all of this fabric from kind of cancelled orders and I think it was kind of our way in a way to kind of give back because we we set up kind of like a bit of a campaign where it was for every face mask sold we would donate a medical grade mask to frontline workers I mean we were out weren't we together like yeah. delivering like outside of care homes delivering like medical grade masks and I think it just it was it was good for the business of course but then it, it kind of gave you that you could help you could yeah do something. yeah, yeah. Um, that was important yeah. to
1: understand how we could help and how we could you know yeah make a difference yeah. to people
0: yeah it sort of sounds as if you've you know had this uh period with with uh with the pandemic and you've used it to your advantage not only from a business point of view but you know you've gone out there and you know done something nice for people as well which is always yeah. nice so uh you know but for you both personally how did you cope in lockdown not seeing you know the rest of your family or not seeing each other you know what what kind of impact did covid have on you too
1: Well, I think we're lucky as we work as a family, yeah. So, and we had to be in work, and you know, we were making PPE we're key workers so we were all we would all see each other at work but I think it was like hard for the children not seeing our parents like the grandparents or you know not seeing my husband's family we struggled with that a lot but obviously FaceTime and all you know Zoom, Zoom calls, calls and stuff yeah. like that quizzes so, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah yeah actually yeah I was really really used to look forward to a quiz on a Friday night yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though I'm terrible at them but um yeah I think all of that kind of thing it just became the norm didn't it and yeah
2: but yeah we realized I think everyone's kind of come away from this and realized just actually how how important all of that is and hopefully it's kind of just yeah made us all realize and want to spend more time together and see each other more and not worry so much about the little things I guess absolutely yeah
0: yeah I I mean as you say it's kind of you do realize what's most important i suppose after what sort of happened over the last 18 months really but you know the aim of this podcast is to focus on the more testing times that we all go through at some point along the way so from a personal point of view what have been some of the setbacks that have impacted you uh, let's start with you lexi followed by natalie
2: goodness um some of the setbacks i guess for me it was probably the frustration that maybe things don't happen overnight i mm. think I kind of always used to think, you know, we've got this good product, or amazing product, you know, it's at the right price, you know, but the quality's great. And I couldn't understand why we probably weren't selling more of it. Um, and I think I am. I'm an impatient person, and I, I guess. And it was just you do come to realize, I think, that things take time. Um, and we would go through and we'd always have these talks and we'd call each other every night and be like, you know, we've got this set up and it's kind of like going through a checklist, like, mm. okay, so your Facebook ads are working, your, your Google's up, your SEO's done, your email marketing's okay, you know, the product's there, the price, and, and it just... I think you realise that it does take time. Yeah. And we were, we were looking for the missing link, weren't we? Yeah, but then we realised that time actually is, is the missing link. the missing link, yeah. And just learning as you go, you know, you make mistakes and you just have to learn from them. And then, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably, yeah, the frustration of things not happening straight away was definitely, is still probably my the hardest yeah. thing.
1: And I think for me, the balance between work and family um, is something that I struggled with, kind of from a personal point of view. Um, but it's really important for me, like I would always do the school drop off every day. So my working day starts at 9.30 and that's something I won't compromise on. Like I'm always going to drop my kids off at school. Yeah. Um, but then it's it's like knowing when to switch off. Um, so when I'm kind of with the girls or, you know, kind of talking to them, my girls, my kids, <laughs> you know, talking to them, and giving them my time not to look at my emails. You know, if an email comes through and not to action it straight away, just kind of their time and just having that split. Mm. and I think that's something that I really struggle with um but it's something I'm working on you know I'll often like message in like our work group saying right I'm not working today guys just call me if you need me like if it's urgent and I just will try not to you know look at my phone because the girls pick up on that as well and they're yeah. like mommy mommy phone down and it's just that kind of like tugs on your heartstrings and so that's yeah a big a big thing that I've kind of struggled with mm.
0: in terms of achievements as a business but also as individuals yourselves you know what are you most proud of and what would you say are your big plans for the future
1: um, I would say, as a business, I'm most proud of the speed in which we reacted to the pandemic. Um, that could have been a very, very different story. Um, and I think the hard work and the efforts of everyone in the business actually saved our business. Um, and not only saved it, it, actually, I feel like it parachuted it forward three years on um, with the data and everything kind of that we managed to get. Um, and I think personally, I'm proud of the that we have both... Learn to like hand over and let subject matter experts take over because I think when something's your baby and you've been working on it for so long, it's it's really hard to hand things over. um But you know, someone told us once, didn't they? We've got to be in charge of steering the ship. We can't do everything because if we try and do everything, uh, there's a lot of people that are much better at doing those things than us. We have to hand it over, and we're control freaks. And I think that's really hard for you know people to do. But we've started doing that now, which is good, and it's a bit of a relief, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I'm just so proud of the growth that I think we've had in under three years of Style Cheat um, and with no outside investment and with relatively kind of quite a small team, really. Yeah, um, and I think just, yeah, our growth in terms of like Style Cheat's now stocked on our own website, stylecheat.com, um, on ASOS and Next, who are like massive players in the game. And also we've now expanded to the Middle East as well which has been amazing they're having kind of like record sales aren't they with style cheat so that's really good um big plans I guess just growing our presence on social media yeah um and working on more key collaborations and also product ranges we're going to try and launch um, a curve range as well yeah that's exciting yeah yeah that's exciting
0: cool um so from away from the world of work what do you both like to get up to in your personal time have you got any hobbies interests or other commitments that fulfill your time away from business
1: um well for me it was I'm big into family time and um, I spend the weekends just doing stuff with my husband and the girls um and you know it's just full up of clubs really taking them to tennis to dancing mm. you know this <laughs> and that to kids part there's a kids yeah. party every other week um <laughs> when we're not just <laughs> I like to go to London shopping
2: and sushi and yeah.
0: But it's sort of Lexi.
2: Yeah. So I think I don't have children um currently. Um, so I don't have any of kind of that sort of stuff to do. So I guess I love traveling. I mean it's been quite hard, obviously, the last year, not being able to go away, but um yeah, just traveling to new places. Um I think that's my time where I can kind of really switch off. Um and then kind of normal things really. I guess I like cooking um baking baking Baking, baking. gardening (laughs) I got really into gardening um growing you know courgettes things like (laughs) things like that (laughs) you know just the normal things really kind of things that yeah really help us switch off I guess from Hmm. from the day-to-day of work yeah
0: yeah so if there's one life lesson from each of you that you could give to your younger self or someone starting out and wanting to benefit from your knowledge and experience what would it be so Natalie let's let's go with you first
1: Yeah, I do get asked this a lot actually. And it's only recently that I feel I can actually answer this honestly and wholeheartedly. And I think it would be when you start out, you think you know what you have to do from get to A to get from A to B. But it's not until you actually start something and you're living and breathing it that you truly know where B is, because B, when you first started, was somewhere really achievable. Um, And then it keeps moving and it keeps getting further away as your goals and expectations move. And so I think it's only by learning and making mistakes that you can actually get there. Um, So that would be one. I know you actually only asked me for one, but if I'm allowed to say one more, um, which I've just realized, uh, someone actually said to me, something and I've never actually forgotten it and it's become a bit of a motto in the office and it's something that we tell all the staff um, and that is to cause yourself a problem and then look for the solution and what we mean by that is to get too busy that you need to you know that you need to hire someone or you run out of all the free trials before you invest and buy the real thing or get everyone working to their full capacity, doing their own jobs before you find a system to automate things. And I think that's really important. And we've actually got that up on the wall. Um, And it's, yeah, it's just something that when someone will come to us, like with a bit of an issue or just say, well, can you, you know, we'll we'll just go back to that. And it's like, well, you know, this is the thing, max yourself out. And then let's look at the solution, you know, Mm. call yourself a problem and then, you know, and I think that stops you making mistakes and, you know, spending money where you might
2: not need to and, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So what's, what's your thoughts then, Lexi? What would be your your life lesson?
2: I'd probably say, I think, celebrate the little wins. I think, you know, we're you're always kind of like focused on the next step. As business people, I think you're always looking you know, what's next or you hit a target and you're like, okay, but, you know, what about this now? And I think actually take a step back and actually just think like, actually, that's amazing. You know, we said we were going to achieve this and we just have. Um, I think as well we're all very big into kind of like manifesting aren't we you know, yeah putting something think always writing down your girl looking at them before you go to bed at night um and just really focusing on that um and probably I think enjoy downtime yeah. I think don't be so and I try and say this to Nat a lot you know you we are constantly working and our mind is constantly on style too but you know try and step away and actually enjoy the other things in life yeah. um so I, I am getting better. Yeah, at she that is now. definitely getting better at that. But I think
0: that's just really important as well. Mm. Yeah, it's like we said at the top of the show. You know, you have to have that balance of of work and life, I suppose. But, um, you know, ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure to hearing all about you, how strong your bond is, your experiences, and passion for your business. So perhaps you might like to tell the listeners where they can find Style Cheat in store or online.
2: Yes. So we're just um, online at the moment in the UK. So, yes, yeah, stylecheat.com, quite an easy one to remember.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So you're on social media as well, is that right?
2: Yep, yeah, so, we are. So, yeah, just at stylecheat on, yeah, Instagram and, and Facebook. You can, and Facebook. You can start, Cheat. yeah, you can kind of see loads of little styling videos on there um, and kind of like tips how to wear. Yeah, so, yes. message. Yeah, message us on there and
0: we'll get back to you. Yeah. Excellent. So if you're a lady who enjoys looking good and into the latest fashion trends, please give Stolche your attention. My thanks to Natalie and Lexi for another fantastic episode. Join us next time for a brand new episode as we explore more life lessons from the world of business. So that's it for this episode of People Behind Brands. I'd love to hear from you all. So if you want to get in touch, follow us on our social media platforms. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to our exclusive content now. Join us next time for a brand new guest on the podcast, as we explore yet more life lessons from the world of business. We'll see you soon. ta da